Sometimes you need to invest in messing up in order to find out what you should be doing right. Welcome to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James, the only podcast you need to tune into each week to grow your personal, professional and financial life. Join entrepreneur, investor and multi-award winning international speaker Jesson James as he shows you how to take control of your mind to create the life, income and career you deserve. Here's your host, Jesson James. Next, we have the savers. The savers are people who like to play it safe. Now, don't get me wrong. I highly recommend every single one of you Every single one of you should have a minimum, an absolute minimum of three to six months worth of savings in your bank that will help you pay your bills should you run out of money tomorrow. You should also have between three to six months of savings in your business account to help run your business just in case you run out of cash flow tomorrow. These are basic principles when it comes to saving. Okay. However, here's the problem with super duper savers, people who just like to save all the time. They never have their money work for them. They're saving for a rainy day. What rainy day? What rainy day? It's raining at the moment. And here's what's happening to savers. This is what's going on right now. People who saved for a rainy day are spending their savings to live right now. And what I mean by that is this. COVID came and it hit people. All the savers were like, aha, told you, save your money for a rainy day. Guess what? None of those savers predicted that this predicament would last so long. And as a result of that, their cash reserves are depleting or have depleted. Savers saved all of this money, which is their principles were right. Save it just in case you need it. But because that money wasn't actually making them hardly anything, you know, point whatever it is percent in the bank, they thought that was a good thing to do. Now, don't get me wrong. You should have some savings, but you should have your money working for you. Here's what's sad. I've seen people during this crisis, their their savings have finished. And now what are they doing? They're selling their homes, going into rented accommodation and living off the profits of the sale of their house. That's what's happening at the moment. What will happen when that money runs out? God knows. God knows. So they don't have the mentality of investment. They just got a saving mindset. Okay. Next, we have spenders. We've got spenders. These are people who will spend absolutely every single penny that they've got specifically to make them feel better. Yeah. Spenders are typically a bit reckless with money. They don't really think about it too much. They deploy that money in any way they feel fit, but usually it's linked to their self-esteem and wanting them to feel better. They like to buy big cars, nice things, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, uh, but don't really have a way of actually replenishing that money. There's nothing wrong with spending money. Some of you who know me know I like flash things too. I like spending money too. However, you must replenish what you spend. Spenders don't necessarily do that. They typically tend to spend all their money before uh, the month has finished. They also spend money they don't have. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Okay, they spend money they don't even have. Yeah, some people, (laughs) some people are spending money before they even get it. Like there are people who are going, right, I'm getting paid on this day. And before I get paid, I know I'm going to buy this, 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 this. Loads of people do that. Loads of people do that, yeah. But there's another breed of, of, of money blueprint, which I want to introduce you to. And that's the smart money blueprint. 
the smart money blueprint. The smart money blueprint doesn't mean you need to be academically on point. No. What do I mean by being smart? I mean, being someone who understands when to save, being someone who understands when to spend, being someone who understands when to invest. This is what smart people do. This is a good money blueprint to have. You've got to be flexible with your money. You've got to be knowing what to do with it. Of course, you need to protect it, but you should also deploy it and have it work for you. Now, some other things around money psychology that you should be paying attention to. Understand your risk appetite. Understand your risk appetite. The first thing will happen if you go and meet any good independent financial advisor is they will carry out what's called a risk assessment on you. It's almost like a risk appetite assessment. They'll find out whether you have a high, medium or low risk to investing. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Me personally, I'm high. Anyone who knows me, I'm high. Yeah. Now, when I say when I say I'm high, I haven't taken any drugs. All right. What I mean by that is I, I take risks. I take calculated risks. Okay. I take calculated risks. I'm not reckless, but I also understand something that we're going to be covering on in a minute risk to reward ratio. I'm fully aware of my risk appetite and I'm happy to take that risk. And this is why if you're getting into investment, you've got to understand your risk appetite. Not all investment vehicles are going to be for you. They're not going to be for you. And I'll explain why a lot of people get this wrong in a minute. Okay. The next mindset that you need to have is an investment versus cost mindset, an investment versus cost mindset. This is so important. I see so many people who treat everything like a cost, not an investment. They're going to say, how much? How much is that? What does it cost me? They're not looking at what it makes them. They've got a cost mindset, not an investment one. You must understand in life, if you're going to move forwards, you've got to start thinking about investing, not what it costs. For example, if someone says to you right now, like, um, hey, I've got a house for sale. Um, it's only £100,000. Um, you've only got to find a 20% deposit and I can get that property to, to give you between 8 and 9% yield on your money every single year. Someone might go, someone with a cost mindset might go, how much? £20,000. It's going to cost me £20,000 to get involved in this. Oh, no, I can't do that. That's because they've got a cost mindset. Whereas an investor will come along and go, right, what's the return on investment on this? What will it make me long term? Will it appreciate? Will I get this? Will I get that? Yeah. But a lot of people, they're taking themselves out of the game because of this blueprint of investment versus cost. Hey, it's Justin James here, founder of Unstoppable You. And right now, my guess is you're curious. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you want more out of life and you just don't know how to get there. You're in a job or in a situation that's making you feel trapped and you want to break free from that situation. Well, look, come and join us at Unstoppable You. This is a three-day live immersive experience on how to leave whatever's in the past in the past and break through to the future that you deserve. There's a link. My advice is click on it. Get yourself booked in before the tickets run out. I promise you it will be the best three days that you spend so you can unlock the rest of your future and live the life that you truly deserve. And I look forward to seeing you there. Here's what I want to say to you. Treat it as an investment. Sometimes you need to invest in messing up in order to find out what you should be doing right. Yeah, it's the way it works. 
And that also means sometimes you invest money with people who rip you off. That happens. I've been ripped off before too. It happens, okay? But again, it's an investment. Sometimes you've got to kiss a few frogs, as they say. It is what it is. But if I have a cost mindset, I would never invest again. That's what you've got to think about. So for me, I've invested in my mistakes. And I want every single one of you listening to this right now to treat any mistake that you've ever made before, whether it's financial or even personal, as an investment. Because sometimes you might make a personal mistake, as in you might go out with someone that you wish you hadn't gone out on a date with. That's an investment. It's an investment in you finding out who not to date. It's very, very simple. Okay. So once we've got our, our money psychology on point, we need to go to step two. We need to look at investment vehicles. We need to look at where should we be spending our money? Where should we be investing that money? Yeah. So you must choose where to invest depending on your goals. Now, I want to make this very, very clear that people need to understand there are short, medium, and long-term investment goals. Please write that down. There are short, medium, and long-term investment goals. Short term could be for you to deal with your cash flow right now. You need to invest in something that's going to bring you some money right now. That's absolutely fine. Medium might be, well, I want to invest in something that I don't need to cash out on just yet, but it'd be great if I had a return on that investment in the next 12 to 36 months. That would be absolutely awesome. Sometimes even five years, you know. Long term is for you building your wealth and building your assets long term. So this might be holding onto a property portfolio, it might be holding onto businesses, it might be holding onto shares, whatever it might be. Okay, so you must invest depending on your goals right now. That's very, very important. Some people like to just focus on one. Some people like to diversify where they're going. They like to diversify where they're going. Yeah. So me right now, my focus is heavily heavily on my long-term investment strategies. That's where I'm focusing on my energy right now. So be clear on where you want to do that, okay? Now, many asset classes out there, such as stocks and shares. Stocks and shares, okay? People will invest in stocks and shares. These are typically in, uh, you know, whether they get a broker to do this or they try and do it themselves or whatever it might be, doesn't matter how you do it, but it's, it's, it's something that you can invest in. Now, what I will say is when it comes to investing in stocks and shares that you need to be understanding of, again, your risk appetite, okay? You can speak to an independent financial advisor and they might put it into an investment ISA for you or some kind of investment vehicle and they'll have someone manage your funds for you whenever it might be. Now, totally honest with you, if your risk appetite is low, then this might be safe for you because uh, some of these investment funds, depending on your risk appetite, will guarantee that you don't lose your money or all of your money, should I say, or, or to guarantee that you'll keep most of your money, but they also guarantee that you'll only get a little bit of growth. It won't be as high as what you want it to be. Some of them are a bit more volatile and they'll go up really quick and they'll go down really quick. But these are other places that you can invest your money. The thing I don't like about stocks and shares especially if you're using somebody else to manage your, 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 your money, is that they will have somebody in charge of your money, not you, okay? Somebody else will be in charge of your money. And here's the other thing. They will make a hell of a lot more out of your money than you will, plain and simple. But if you are going to invest in stocks and shares, do make sure you speak to someone who's in that industry. Speak to a financial advisor, speak to a broker, speak to somebody who can manage it for you. And my advice is to make sure that you are investing in stocks and shares 
in, in, in solid, legit vehicles, solid, legit companies. For example, if you're going to buy stock uh, or shares in something like Apple or Netflix or, uh, you know, or, or one of these other big platforms like Tesla, whatever it might be, um, you know, you're, you're, you're investing into solid companies and not some Mickey Mouse companies that just sprung up overnight. Okay. Be mindful as well of getting involved in, um, in people who are, um, floating their company. So IPOs, people who are just coming onto the market and going, Hey, I'm going to float my company on the stock exchange. Do you want to invest in my company right now? Put one pound in and overnight it's going to be worth two pound. Be careful of these people because there are lots of companies out there that actually help companies float on the stock exchange uh, just to, just to make IPO money. And then they dissolve and disappear overnight. So be very, very careful with some of these things. Okay. Next one of my favorites businesses. People don't look at businesses as assets, but let me explain something to you. Businesses, if you're a business owner, great asset to invest in. When I say asset, though, it must be able to operate without you. And that means there should be systems, processes and people in place so that that business can operate and still bring you a return every single month without you having to be there. Now, if you set these businesses up correctly and you, 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 you safeguard them from any financial downturn or economic downturn, then they will ultimately become assets for you. Yeah. And now there are lots of assets within your business, too, such as intellectual property, such as your client databases, such as your goodwill. Yeah. You might accumulate assets under your business, such as equipment or or um you know, property or whatever it might be. Okay. So businesses are good assets as well. Now, just to share with you right now, there are literally thousands of businesses for sale right now. So just make a note of that. If you're interested, there are thousands of businesses for sale. Again, go and get some advice on this before you do anything like this, but you can actually buy businesses for nothing right now. There are businesses that you can leverage what we call a, a seller finance deal where you pay nothing for the business up front and you agree a price with this person who's selling it, providing the business performs, and you can pay that over whatever, one, two, three, four, five years, however long you want to agree that, okay? And you just paid out of the profits of the business. So if you're going to go out there and buy a business right now, existing business owners, my advice to you would be this. Buy a business that complements your existing business, okay? So for example, one of my businesses is a training business. Um, if I was going to go and buy something to complement that, I might go and acquire another training company right now because then I can bolt that onto what I'm doing. However, if I went and bought a coffee shop right now, that's not a complementary business to my existing business. That's a whole new sector, which could be another, another problem in itself. Okay. So lots of businesses available for sale right now because of everything that's going on. You've been listening to the Mind Over Money podcast with Jess and James. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on all the channels, links in the show notes. Please also leave a review and visit www.jessandjames.com to find more resources on how to create the life you deserve.